And finally, as we do in all of our kind of end of the week episodes, we're going to place our bets in the NFL. I call this section the bet out of hell. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at today. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you guys know this section. We're going to, Matt's going to, you know, preview a couple games. I'm going to preview a couple games. We're going to give our odds. We're going to go quick and easy. We don't need to, you know, we don't need to give every defensive lineman's name, but we will give you what we think is going to happen and what we can expect from the fallout. Uh, so I will start us off, Matthew. Jan, Jan just to uh, give you uh, some unfortunately bad news. Uh, no. Two weeks, two weeks ago was I think the last time we picked games. I went four and four. I, I had an okay week, so I'm in twenty nine and twenty two, one and seven for for my co host ah. here. It was it was a tough it was a tough one. So it was my I, I can't even remember now. Actually, it wasn't the Pats because they it lost. So, it was so long ago now. I remember but, that. Uh, I, I'm I'm twenty nine twenty two. You are twenty two and twenty nine, but uh, I I. I didn't want to have to share that bad news with you, but I figured for the uh, overall, you know, show, I, I would need to. Yeah, you like saying that. Don't even lie. Don't even lie to me. Don't even lie to me on the podcast right now, you jerk. <laughs> I can see your face, you son of a bitch. Don't lie to me. Never when we do this. They can't see you, but I can. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, I'm starting us off with a We're not weird... competitive. We're not at all. Absolutely no. not. No. no, not at all. I, I like losing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. So much. <laughs> Crazy. All right. So uh, speaking of losing, the Cowboys are playing on Tuesday night, which is uh, kind of crazy uh, because, like, might as well have a Tuesday night game again this season with everything going crazy. Two uh, Monday night game, two Monday games this week too, right? Two Mondays and a Tuesday. I, I love it. Why, wait, like you said, why the hell not? Why the hell not? I, I like it every every day of the week, so it doesn't matter to me. Um, and you know the Cowboys, they want they they just they just want to win. They got schlacked, you know, Thanksgiving by the Washington football team. I think it was like forty one to sixteen. They just want to win, you know. They just want to win, but they're not going to find it this week. You know why? Because they're playing Lamar. Maybe Lamar. Probably, probably maybe maybe not Lamar. It's hard to say. But either Lamar or Trace McSorley, either one. But. They're playing the Baltimore Ravens this week, and uh, Ravens are very, very uh, rightfully favored by seven and a half points. Uh, you know, the Ravens, they, they're coming off a loss to the Steelers, fair enough, and they're six and five and falling from playoff contention fast. But they were, I mean, I was impressed by them in the game against the Steelers, really. I mean, RG3, I mean, you know, that was unfortunate, obviously. Oh, gosh. Did we anyone need to see RG3 injured on a field? Like, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Why did you do that to us, RG? The second he stepped on the field, it's was like, well, we know how this is going to end. Poor guy. Sadly. He needs, he needs to retire. I think it's just time. You know, it, it's just time. But well, anyway. That's why he just wanted to be the backup. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, like I'm I safe want- over here. I'll help Lamar. Like, nope, yeah, you're in. Is- God damn it. There goes my ankles. There goes my anything below my knee. It's <laughs> It's all jello at this point. <laughs> I'm like, how how do you even have anything else to injure Robert Griffin III? Like, what what else is there? I He's I feel just, so bad making light of Robert the Griffin III's injuries because I I think we both love Robert Griffin III, so we certainly oh, wish cool. you the best, RG3. Oh, of course, of course we do. That's why we joke. If we, I wouldn't joke about someone I didn't like, right? Like, 
you know. So true. Yeah, I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't joke about someone I like, uh, but uh, I, someone I don't like. But you have to, you have to I, laugh I, through the pain, right? Right. You got to laugh through the pain. You know. I just wish someone could do something like Harry Potter too, where they just make everything, <laughs> every bone in this body, not exist. That's what yeah. he needs. He really they need to figure out how to do that for him. Okay, back on track. Gr- grow some Gosh, bones back. Darn it. Okay, so the Ravens, <laughs> they they lose to the Steelers, but they they perform pretty well. You know, in a game that I think has told us a lot about the Steelers as well. But fair, they performed really well. And they need a win. They need a win. They need a win to stay in playoff contention. And Dallas is where they're going to get it. If Lamar plays, if Trace McSorley plays, you know, as you know, whether whatever running back decides to play, they're going to get the win. You know, the Cowboys, it, honestly, the defense is going to get them win because they, that offense is just kind of all over the place. They're just trying to find their footing and they showed it against the Washington team, you know, and Washington has like that aggressive line like Baltimore has. And we saw how that did against Dallas. So, you know, I think this is pretty clear. I think Ravens cover the seven and a half spread. They win by 10 and uh, they get to, you know, kind of get some clearance from the 500 line, which has been kind of egging them on in the last couple of games. Yeah, it's been it's been a rough season for Baltimore, and then like with all the the COVID stuff, uh, I'm, I'm like I'm, I've been a believer in them making the playoffs all year, and I, I'm sticking with it because it's 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 not even just Lamar, it's like and not even just Jim or John John Harbaugh, or is it Jim? It's Jim. My God, too confusing. Why why did you name your kids that? close to each other it's jim uh you know it's like it's just a franchise that that just gets stuff done so i'm keeping my faith in them but uh it it helps to have the cowboys on the schedule uh i'm gonna go to to a team that's also in that afc playoff battle it's the raiders going up against the jets the raiders are favored by eight and a half points in this game got absolutely shellacked last week by the four and seven atlanta falcons embarrassing uh, it, yeah like bad but at the same time it was it was one of those games where like from the falcons perspective it's like all i mean as a fan I, I felt like being like yeah so this is what we thought you guys could like that made more sense to me than the fact that they came into the game three and seven like it, it amazes me how poorly they've been this year uh and and we saw in that game like they, they've got the talent it just hasn't been there on the field i think reem morris is doing a great job if atlanta's smart they'll they'll certainly be making him the next head coach but this is about the Raiders and the hapless New York Jets I uh, it's it's tough the Derek Carr inconsistent all year and honestly the Jets defense is is pretty good especially for like a team that's 0-11 like the Jets defense is solid I think coupled with the loss of Josh Jacobs the Raiders are are just they're not going to be all the way there I think they're going to win I'm picking the Raiders 24 to 20 but I think the Jets cover that that eight and a half point spread I was worried where you were going with that for a second. I was no. like, you're the Jets aren't going to win. No. I no, was no. like, what are you trying to say? That all, that all that's leaving, all that's separating the Raiders from being the 0-11 Jets is Josh Jacobs. <laughs> he's, he's that good. That's how highly I think of Josh Jacobs. No, uh, I, I don't. But, you know, I just don't trust Derek Carr without, and without Jacobs to, to rely on. I think it helps the Jets' defense keep them in it. But, uh, no, certainly not a win in MetLife. Right. I mean, and can we just talk about for one second? I know I said we go through these and not talk about players too much, but can we just talk about, my, my goodness, the, the Derek Carr takes have been absolutely terrible this season. The the MVP calls? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He, like, I feel like that one game against the Chiefs, which was a great game, like, 
he just like I said, he's just not consistent enough. You know, like there's times where Derek Carr looks great and and looks like the the quarterback he was when he was you know an MVP candidate season. But then there's other times where you're like, what what the hell is that, Derek Carr? So it, the inconsistency against a solid defense is, uh, I think, I think helps old Sam Darnold out. He should be back this week, I believe. Oh, good to see him back. You know, get to put on a show for some other teams where he'll inevitably be traded. So hopefully he gets a good job. Um, Let's go Bengals-Dolphins. You know, in older years, Bengals, awful team. Dolphins, awful team. This is the bottom of the barrel. But really, not so much this year. Dolphins in the playoff race. They're still hopeful of the AFC East crown. They're only one game off of the Bills. You know, the Bengals played admirably last week after losing Joe Burrow to a devastating injury. But uh, they lose to the Giants just barely. And, uh, yeah, they play tough. They've played tough all season. That that team, you know, T. Higgins is a revelation. The only reason we're not talking about him is because there's so many other great rookies. But T. Higgins just doing absolutely magic in Cincinnati uh, with or without Joe Burrow. Uh, Ty, you know, Tyler Boyd, also really good. A.J. Green, obviously, still there. They have a good offense. They have a, they have a defense that at least plays hard, if, not, if they're not, like, necessarily the most talented that O-line needs work, and that's why their quarterback is injured right now. But other than that, you know, they play tough, so they're always going to be an interesting team to play. Brandon Allen's average. You know, he's he's okay. So, you know, he's not going to lose you games. He just won't win you ones either. I just think the Dolphins' defense is really good, you know, and I think they're going to terrorize that O-line like I talked about. And I also think the Dolphins need the win more. You know, the Bengals are just counting down the clock until they burrow again. <clears throat> and the Dolphins have an, a real chance to put themselves in a good position there's obviously some questions, you know, with Tua, you know, being pulled and Ryan Patrick going. I, I just uh, confuses me, not in really knowing what they're trying to think there or what they're trying to do. Like this was the whole reason: don't put Tua in yet. You're in a position where you don't need to. So, you know, why do that? You kind of feed him to the do- dogs, and then he performs badly, like a rookie usually does. You know, it, I don't know what they're doing really, but anyway. You know, we'll see what happens with that whole situation. But I think regardless, the Dolphins defense has, has enough in them to win this game for Miami. Uh, and I think that they will uh, they they will win by, I'm going to say, like two touchdowns probably. You know, I think the Bengals, Brandon Allen can't get it done too much like Joe Burrow can throw the ball. Yeah, it's a shame that I mean, a couple of weeks ago we were going to be like, oh, this is going to be another fun, you know, rookie matchup. Of course, Burrow out for the year and, and to, uh, like you said, getting bold and also now, having the, the the thumb injury that's kind of lingering and, and helping keep him out. So not quite the the fun marquee young quarterback matchup we thought. Uh but yeah, I dude, I I've been, been really impressed with the Bengals this year. Like I know they're two eight and one, but they were the, the worst team in the league last year. Like it's it's like Peyton Manning always he always like says what he tells top picks. He's like, if you're getting the top pick, you're you're going to a bad football team. Like they're not just missing the quarterback. You're you're going to a place that is bad. And yeah, two eight and one. The the record isn't getting a lot better, but I think I agree with you. Just the way they've played, they they have to be excited about about where they're heading. Uh, I'm gonna do it an NFC North matchup. It's the Lions against the Bears. Bears are favored by three in this game. I went back and forth on my decision on this one because both these teams have been extremely disappointing. I was so high on the Lions early in the season, and and they've done nothing but disappoint me. While the Bears have been kind of what we thought they'd be, you know, Matt Patricia now already out as the coach in Detroit. I personally think Matt Nagy will be not too far behind him. I, I think his, his days are dwindle, dwindling in Chicago. Bears looked horrible against the Packers Sunday night. 
But, uh, you know, the Lions have looked horrible all year. And, and I love Matt Stafford, and, and I wanted to pick Matt Stafford, but I don't know who he's going to throw the ball to. There's just been so many injuries. Like, if Hawkinson's healthy, then then Gallaudet. I mean, Gallaudet's been injured all year. Like, just the, the, the health of the weapons that he's had this year makes me think he doesn't really have, have anyone to go to. So I, I think that's going to continue, and I am I am going to take the Bears at home, twenty four seventeen. Ugh, I hate picking the Bears. That's disgusting. Um, just they've been playing so poorly, and that organization is a laughing stock. They should be disappointed in themselves every morning that they wake up. But you could say those exact sentences about Detroit as well, like because that's where I was going first, and I was like, I was like, yeah, the Bears have sucked and everything, and then I'm like, but who's on the other side of the field? Like if there's anyone that does it better at being crappy is Detroit. Right. (laughs) Have you seen all those things where the Detroit fans are like donating to Deshaun Watson's donate, like, like uh, his campaign of choice or whatever, because he beat them and then they fired their coach. (laughs) They're like, thank you so much, Deshaun. Thank you for killing us so that we could finally get rid of this asshole. (laughs) Oh my God. I like, I wonder, I wonder if Bill Belichick, like disciples are ever going to stop getting hired because none of them have really worked out. Like I kind of feel confident in saying Brian Flores has been the best one and he's been a head coach for not even two years. Right. It's just a bunch of man. It's just a bunch of pupils that go the wrong way. It's just a bunch of Anakin's out there. Just not, not holding up the deal, <laughs> not holding up the deal. <laughs> um, literally all of them dude like it's it's insane the amount of list of it's i mean you know being a head coach is different being a coordinator so but uh it's it's kind of insane just the the amount of like all these guys are like oh yeah now they've got their chance and like oh they they sucked too right i think josh mcdaniels is just not leaving because he's afraid of when he gets a high head coach i agree man i agree i don't want that i'm gonna suck he's like i'm i'm happy here i'm doing fine here Plus, like, heck, maybe I could be the next. I'd rather just be the next head coach here if I'm going to get a head coaching job. Like, Bill's getting older. I, I agree. I, I, I think Josh McDaniels like this is this job's fine. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to test the waters too much. I'm just going to stick stick nice and cozy here for sure. Uh, let's go to another matchup that has a terrible team in it, and that's the Vikings against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, the Jaguars we talked about last uh, last podcast. You know, in the race for first draft pick between them and the Jets, they win by default of them already having a win. Fine. Uh, But, you know, they're trash. They're such trash. And just to think that I I am spending another season of football talking about how the Jaguars are trash. My goodness, guys, come on. You had the one year where we thought things were turning around and and this is how you've gone been since. And it's just disappointing to see Vikings. Meanwhile, they're a playoff team. They're surging. Dalvin Cook's cooking. You know, they, they are favored to win, I believe, by 10, and I think they win by 17, honestly. The real question in this is not who's going to win. The real question is, you know, how much damage does Dalvin Cook do in terms of De- Derrick Henry's 127-yard rush lead right now? I think he can really do some damage there, so hopefully he does, especially with um, Derrick Henry playing a good Browns defense. Uh, and the other question, I mean, James Robinson has been the one revelation for the Jaguars. He's at 890 yards. Can he kind of reach that thousand yard threshold soon in his, I mean, he could reach it in this next game. So will he be able to do that kind of, uh, and, and kind of cap a really good season for him and hopefully a season away from Jacksonville soon, honestly. 
But uh, Vikings win easily by 17, cover the spread, next one. Yeah, dude, James Robinson's been – he's been tremendous. You got you to gotta give that guy a, a lot of respect, especially like he's, – he's a rookie, isn't he? He's a rookie. He's playing like Christian he's a rookie, like First season, you're going to have a 1,000-yard season, and your first season for a team that's probably going to finish 1-15. Like that – well done to him, and and you know, like like you say, you look to the future as, you know, probably Justin Fields gets drafted there. Like as a rookie quarterback, you have to be like pretty happy that you got a, a guy like that that you're coming coming to. Um, but yeah, I, I the Vikings are the Vikings are starting to look like the team we kind of thought they'd be. Uh, I'm gonna go to an AFC South battle here. It's the Colts against the Texans. The Colts are yeah. favored by three on the road here. Colts have been. You know, kind of a surprise just because they nearly lost their opener to Jacksonville. Like it was a close game that I think the Colts won by two. And we were all kind of like, oh, well, I guess the Phillip Rivers to Indianapolis thing isn't going to go that well. They've looked so much better since that first week. Of course, last week, Derrick Henry kind of had his way with them. Uh, and, and and I'm one of the biggest Deshaun Watson fans. I think Deshaun Watson is the kind of player that could single-handedly beat a defense like this. But he was already so, so low on weapons that the Will Fuller suspension I, I just hurts them so much, uh, which is a shame because th- that game against the Patriots for Deshaun Watson, to me, w- was a big moment for him because it showed he's no longer a young quarterback. Like we know we know how smart Bill Belichick is of, of making young quarterbacks see stuff they've never seen. And Deshaun Watson has particularly struggled against the Patriots. And, and to see him kind of make that next step, I think it is a huge moment for him but the lack of receiving core it it worries me in this game that he's just going to be asked to do everything and and against a a solid Colts defense I think that's too much to ask so I got the Colts covering the minus three spread 31 to 21 win in Houston yeah I think that's fair I mean it's just oh that was so disappointing to see I have Deshaun Watts on my fantasy team too so I'm like oh you gotta be kidding me come on the one guy that was making me irrelevant here seriously Um, it's a rough one, but uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's what we thought. That I mean, I know that he had Will Fuller, and but like, I didn't have any faith in Will Fuller. So like, I you know he still has Brandon Cooks. You know he's still got some good tight ends out there. You know he's still got uh, Kuti. I think that's his the, the fast receiver's name. He's still got Randall Cobb. He has some he has some he has some weapons. So hopefully he can pull something off. But I agree, it's. it's too little to go against a really, really good Colts defense. So I like that. Pick. If I'm Houston right now, all I'm focusing on is uh, getting Eric Bieniemy's phone number. I'm going to keep on saying that until they hire that man. Because I, why the hell else wouldn't you? You've seen what he's done with Patrick Mahomes. Get that man with Deshaun Watson, and and that team's going to look completely different next year. Right. I mean, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, you put Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Pat, Deshaun Watson's the best quarterback in the league, easily. Easily. So like I I, I agree. Absolutely. I yeah. You just he just needs a little bit more help. He's that good. Like he's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh let me go to an interesting game. It's Sunday night football. It's Bills 49ers. The odds for this one are even. What? It's an eight and three team versus a five and six team. What do you mean they're even? That doesn't make any sense. But I mean, 49ers aren't bad. They're coming off of they're coming off of a, an amazing, amazing victory, uh, you know, against a team that they should not have won against in the Rams, you know, with the Rams being like who we thought was going to be the NFC West maybe leader with everybody doing poorly. But, you know, they're coming off a great win, Raheem Mostert, and and, and and they just know how to play. They're well coached. 
they're hard to play for everyone. It scares me to think what they could do fully healthy, really. And uh, so, you know, I think they it's not deserved necessarily. I still think the Bills are a good team. And let's like let's be honest, the Bills offense has been flashy like it has been like in the in the first couple games, right? But they're coming off a win against the Chargers. So why are they so undervalued? I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. And and like you know me, I'm not a Josh Allen fan, right? But at the same time, I think it's ridiculous to have him at even odds with a five and six team when you're an eight and three and you're like a, a division leader. You know, so I, I I think that's unfair. I think Josh Allen surges in this one, and I think the Bills will grab it. I think the 49ers will throw everything at them. You know, they still have an NFC playoff spot that's still kind of in reach. Uh, and, you know, they they their their whole mantra for the season is now going to be, you know, compete with what we have. So they're, they're going to compete with what they have, and they're going to throw everything at them. But I think the Bills, and I think Josh Allen in particular, will come out strong in this one. And, uh, yeah, it's even odds, so I'm picking the Bills, and they obviously then cover the spread. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I feel like it must it must just literally be the the time zone, like East Coast team going to the the Pacific time zone because it it Niners are are looking better, but like i I think the bills the bills have proved themselves to to me. Uh, so the even the even line surprises me as well. Uh, I, I think Josh gets it done. Uh, I'm going to stay out west with the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams favored on the road by three points. Uh, both these teams are really kind of starting to catch their stride before a disappointing week for both last week. The Rams losing to those Niners that you already mentioned. And, of course, Arizona going down to your New England Patriots. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, mentioned, I mentioned Watson's progression from young quarterback to – you know, NFL quarterback and, and how he dealt with that Patriots defense. New England showed Kyler Murray is is still a young quarterback. It's still only a second year. He's still got a ways to go, I think, to be to be where at least some people were hyping him up to be earlier on in the season. Um, and, and he's going up against another strong defense here. But uh, I, I have a little more faith in Kyler Murray, even though he has a ways to go, than I do in Jared Goff. We know Kyler Murray can make more plays than Jared Goff. That's not up for debate. Uh, and, and Arizona usually plays better at home. So I think Kyler responds, finds DeAndre Hopkins for two touchdowns, and they take home the win 35-31 in Phoenix. So quick question. Uh, do all of those things have to happen for you to get the win on that one? <laughs> that one? Like there has to be two touchdowns. <laughs> they just have – basically Arizona just has to win or uh, lose by two or less. Oh, darn it! I was hoping to catch you on that one. All right, so let's let's stay in the. <laughs> but, but if I get it right, uh, you I will gloat in it. That's fair, and you it's deserve a, it's a real it's a real win win situation. That's the best part about bold bold sports uh, predictions. Like if you're right, you're like, oh man, I'm a genius. And if you're wrong, you're like, I forgot I ever even said that. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm like, um, <laughs> how was I supposed to know that would happen? I can't predict that. Um, yeah, great. Uh, let's go to a game. You're talking about Kyler Murray getting overhyped, right? And we all know who he was being compared to. That was ridiculous. And he was being compared to the greatest quarterback in the league. The greatest, the best, the absolute dynamo that is Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs team. I mean, what they did last week against Tom Brady and the Bucks was was the end of Tom Brady for me. It really, really was. I, have, I, I didn't feel like it was the end of Tom Brady when he threw that pick six against Tennessee, but I feel like that game was the end because – 
the Bucks have had their problems and Bruce Arians has had their problems. And I'm not saying Tom Brady's going to retire and that he's never going to play well again. He'll play well. But I think the Bucks went into that game and all they had to do, all Brady had to do, and I'm not putting the game blame on him either, but I'm saying in his head, in everybody's head, all he had to do was compete with Patrick Mahomes and show that this team can. And they got they 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 got torched. I mean, what what Tyreek Hill to them should he should be he should be in jail for what he did to them. I mean, honestly. And Why so, is anyone single covering like how do you ever not have a safety what? on Tyreek Hill? Like how? He's going to beat the guy that's covering him. You have to double cover him. There has to be over the top help. Like, come on. It was ridiculous. And I lost my fantasy game for that. And I will never forgive the Bucks for that ever, ever again. Uh, I I lost by 15 points and he had Tyreek Hill at 60. So I was like, well, that's ridiculous. I almost won. And I said, yeah. This is ridiculous. Even if he would have had still a great game at 30 points, he would have won. It was, yeah. It's okay. I still have a chance. We'll talk about it. But, you know, whatever. Um, Kansas City's playing the Broncos, who are obviously coming off of all of their quarterbacks not playing and then putting some poor son of a gun in there for a quarterback. And he's just – that's the definition of just happy to be here, let's be honest. And, uh, you know (laughs) – the Chiefs, after last week, you know, the, the the Mahomes having a monster season, Travis Kelsey getting 100 yards a game, you know, he's almost 1,000 yards on the season, like a wide receiver, for God's sakes, Tyreek Hill tearing it up, the fastest receiver in all of football. And and what, the Broncos don't even know who they're going to play a quarterback, it feels like, because they're so pissed at all of them like they rightfully should be because they're all stupid. So I think the Broncos' defense is capable, but they won't hold Mahomes for long, Right. And the Chiefs are just going to dominate them as soon as they they let even a little bit in. So it, this one's not close. You know, Chiefs are going to go to eleven to one. Broncos are going to be effectively eliminated from playoff contention. And uh, the line is at fourteen. I'm saying the Chiefs win by twenty. It's uh, it's always a safe bet that Patrick Mahomes is going to go off, right? Like the, it's like that's just what he does, you know. Right. It's so unfortunate. I In my game that I'm playing this week that I need to play for playoffs, all of his players are injured or out, and I'm not worried, but then he has Patrick Mahomes, and I'm like, well, that could be 40 fucking points right there. Yep. Like, that. It uh, he's he's just so dangerous. But, uh, yeah, um, one of the other great quarterbacks this year, Mr. Russell Wilson, going up against the New York Giants. Seattle favored by 11. I'm kind of surprised it's that low. Giants are without Daniel Jones this week. Personally, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to be a believer in the Seahawks when they could barely take down the Eagles 23-17 to 17 on Monday Night Football. I, I'll admit the scoreline probably doesn't do the Seahawks their service, but I've, I, this whole week I've seen the get-up crew be like, yeah, Seattle, they're getting it going. Did you see their defense? Well, they're playing the horrible Eagles offense. Like One moment you're telling me the Eagles offense is horrible, and then the next moment you're telling me the Seahawks defense is really good. They are mutually exclusive. It, it can't be both because if the Eagles' offense is that bad, then your defense doesn't have to be good. So I'm not a believer in Seattle at all, and, and I think just their the cracks in their in their game are showing. Even offensively in that game, they relied a lot on big like big big plays by DK Metcalf, where Russell Wilson just threw up the ball, and DK Metcalf was an animal. And and DK Metcalf has shown that he is will do that a lot, but that's that's a tough thing to rely on for your offense. So this game's going to be easy. They got Colt McCoy starting for, for the New York Giants. 
I think Seattle easily rolls 33 to 10, but if I, if I'm supposed to hear about how great the Seattle defense looks against a Colt McCoy led New York giants team, that's without Saquon Barkley, I'm not going to listen to a word of it because it doesn't mean anything to me when you have performances like that against crappy offenses. Right. I agree. And, and two things like, I'll go back to the mantra we always use on that podcast. You could put me and Matt in some pads and we would pick off Carson Wentz. Like, let's be completely honest here. My goodness. But uh, we'd finish with three sacks each, an interception. You'd have a fumble recovery. Like that, that offense makes it so easy on a defense. Right. But also I'll say, you know what I've heard everyone saying? Oh man, like the Seahawks defense, they might have some troubles, but they have Jamal Adams. He's leading the team in sacks. That's not a good thing. That is right. Thank you. (laughs) You don't want your safety being your best pass rusher. Exactly. I'm like, that's great for him. That would be a great little tidbit if anybody else on your team was getting sacks. I mean, I think they have Dunlap now in there getting sacks. Fine. But like, they're just like, oh, but Jamal Adams. I'm like, he is all that is working. It's one player on that defense that is good. One. Come on. That's not good. they, They use him so much in that form, too. Like, have you guys not thought that might be why you're getting burned through the air so much? If you keep blitzing your safety, there's not going to be as many guys covering, but they have to blitz him because they can't get pressure anymore. Like, I'm, I'm so glad you said that, Jan, because they, that has frustrated me so much. Like, agreed. It's a cool tidbit and good for him, but, like, that is not what you want your defense to be. Right, yeah. And uh, I'm sure he's happy because he gets to make big plays all the time, but, yeah, it's just not what you want. It's not what you want, for sure. You know, it, it – Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to go Pat's Chargers before I get to my last game. Uh, Patriots, I I don't know what to say. I'm scared of making a prediction about them because it always goes the opposite way. And now that I have some confidence, I'm like, "Uh, dude, it really does. It's really, I'm so, I was like, they're trash. They're not going to win against the Ravens. They won against the Ravens. I'm like, they just won against the Ravens. They won't lose to the Texans. They lose to the Texans. I'm like, well, they fucking lost to the Texans. They can't win against the Cardinals. They won against the Cardinals. I don't know what to do. They're madly inconsistent, but I'm happy that they're still in the playoff race. All right, um, it's just barely. It don't don't get me wrong. It's just barely, but uh, you know, just happy to be here. I'll keep saying that. Just happy to be here. And uh, yeah, it's even odds. Which <clears throat> the Patriots have been bad, but that's sad considering how bad the Chargers have been too. That it's even odds. It's it's a sad time uh, to look at that. But um, you know, like I said, Pats could still qualify. Uh, out of the AFC. They're coming off a big win against Kyler Murray and Arizona. Uh, and Justin Herbert's great, but that Chargers team has has been inconsistent. And we and I'll say it, and, I, and you're going to hear it all Sunday, and it's just the truth. Bill, Bill Belichick does not lose against rookie quarterbacks. Justin Herbert is no different. It's not going to be any different. Justin Herbert is not a quarterback yep. that is going to come in, that is going to all of a sudden be like, Bill's like, what happened? This is unlike anything I've ever seen. Bill Belichick's seen it all. And he might not be able to win against every player in the world, but the one player that he will always win against, rookie quarterbacks. So, you know, it's even odds. I think Pat take it by seven. It'll be close, you know, because the Charger defense is, is adequate and Cam Newton's a little injured and, you know, the Pat's offense is not very great. And Justin Herbert's good, you know. It'll be close, but New England wins by seven and the beat goes on. da da doom da doom da 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 yeah, it's like Justin Herbert's going to see defensive blitzes and lineups and stuff like that he has never thought could be the case. Like Bill Belichick is, is one of the most creative defensive coaches in the world. So uh, I, I wish you good luck, Justin Herbert, but uh, I don't think you'll have much of it. 
Uh, I'm going to go to the undefeated Steelers going up against the Washington football team. It's another week. It's another, I was going to say abysmal, abysmal opponent for, for the undefeated Steelers, but that, but that's probably not fair. It's a weaker opponent for the, the undefeated Steelers. It's, it's almost comical though. Like how, how easy the schedule is falling for Pittsburgh. Like even the, the Ravens game being as it were, like they played horrible, but with the injuries to the Ravens and and everything with COVID that's affecting them, it was like, Man, the Steelers are they are getting quite quite a lot of lucky breaks, but I think they have a decent uh, test this week. You know, Alex Smith back and and I know the Cowboys aren't aren't a great team, but but Alex Smith, we we know the quarterback that Alex Smith is. He's he's probably not gonna throw you uh throw three hundred yards and, and win you a lot of games, but he's gonna make smart throws. Uh and he's got good young weapons. Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson's been I mean, talk about another rookie revelation at running back. He's been an absolute monster for Washington. And both of them are only getting better. And on top of that, Steelers played horrible on Wednesday. I mean, you could ask Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin in his post game about the game was hilarious. He was like, "We were garbage. We played like shit. Like it was, it was hysterical to me." So I just think, and you'll know this as a Patriots fan, like the the quest of going undefeated is tough. Like it's it's such a the, the mental part of being like, "Oh well, we got to stay undefeated." Like it, it's just a, it's a different kind of animal to deal with so I think that that still hangs with with Pittsburgh and I think having Alex Smith back under center is is a huge thing for Washington so Steelers win another close one but 23-21 I have Washington covering that seven point spread oh I was hoping you'd pick it I'd hope Alex Smith would that's that's what we need for the comeback player of the year for him to knock off the undefeated Steelers that's what I want to see that's what I want to see my friend um but uh yeah it's not but I happen. think they can I think Washington can they could. I mean, depends on what Washington shows up. Sometimes they don't show up. And I think Terry McLaurin's a little injured this 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 week, so he would need to be at 100% for that to happen, I think. But yeah, I mean, it can always happen and Washington's definitely not a bad team and they've got a they've got some good things going there with McLaurin and with Gibson and with a good defensive front. So, they have pieces there to make the Steelers day uh hard. And uh yeah, it'll just depend and I agree. They play like trash. So, I I you can't you can't uh, like always, you know, equate game to game. But hell, Washington looked a, a lot better in Dallas against a better starting quarterback than Pittsburgh did. That's true. That's true. And like, it doesn't really I, mean much. But you know, oh, I I gave up on the Steelers having an undefeated season as soon as they let the Jaguars score points on them. I mean, my goodness, you're the best defense in the league, and you're letting the Jags score on you. What are you doing? We'll see what we'll see what Bud Bud Dupree the, the loss of him like that. They're a defense that's that's so deep that I don't think it would it'll hurt them as much as it might hurt other teams. But he he is a guy that is a huge impactful player. So yeah, I, I Pittsburgh I, I think is going to win, but but it's going to be it's going to be a close one. Like P- Pittsburgh, we all know Pittsburgh is not as good as eleven and zero sounds. Right, exactly. We don't all know picks. We've we've been picking teams that are better than Pittsburgh for most of the last couple of weeks. So I think we agree there. Uh, last game I'll talk about by myself, NFC battle between the Saints and the Falcons. Obviously the Falcons coming off that great win against the Raiders. They looked like what we thought they could be, and they're only two games behind in the NFC wildcard race. Could it be possible? Could it be possible that they, after being the team that chokes comeback after comeback after comeback, that they are the team that comes back? Oh, let it be so, NFL, let it be so. I hope so. I would love to see that. I, you know, I have nothing against the Falcons. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, they play the Saints, and uh, that's their that's the trouble with them right now. They play the Saints, and and granted, Taysom Hill, you know, starting another week, he hasn't really been tested all that much. You know, the last game he got to play a freebie basically against the Broncos that were starting, you know, you at quarterback. <laughs> like, truthfully, God, I mean, are you kidding me? It was it was the most it was the most sad thing to watch in the world. I mean, good for him. I'm glad he got a game in, but. My goodness. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, it's a, it's still a tall order despite their good matchup. You know, the Saints have Taysom Hill, you know, starting fair, but like they, they have a great defense. They have great weapons. Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, you know, they, they have what they need to beat the Falcons and they have something to play for still. They, they have like a pretty strong division lead over the, the Bucks, who are like seven and five, I think, even though the Saints are 10 and two. Uh, but at the same time, they, they still need to keep the NFC top seed over the Packers and over the Seahawks, right? And so I think that they, they do need to win this game in order to keep that in their grasp. Uh, so while I think it's closer that than we might have expected, um, and also because the Falcons need to win out to have a chance, um, I think the Saints defense is going to do enough to stifle Matt Ryan and, uh, like, and give Taysom Hill enough time to like find a win. I'm not saying he's going to win it, but I think he finds a win in this one. I, I, I think the Saints, I'm going to take them uh, by a touchdown is what I'll take the Saints by. I'll take them by a touchdown. Yeah, this one, this one's a, an intriguing game. Of course, like Taysom Hill's first start, start he did, he has, he has already beaten Atlanta. Um, so, like, we know he can do it. But th- this one does feel like one of those sneaky possible upsets uh, with, with him still at quarterback. And, and you know, Atlanta's going to have to replicate that performance they had against the Raiders and, and cause turnovers. But uh, yeah, certainly not one that, that if, it, if Atlanta pulls it off, I don't think either of us would be entirely shocked just because we know that we know the talent that, that, that the Falcons have. Um, right. I am going to go over to my boys. We're up against the Philadelphia Eagles Packers favored by eight and a half points. Yeah. For this game, I, for me, it's all about the passing game and the pass rush. Uh, you know, last week against the bears, Aaron Rodgers finally had all his weapons healthy. You had Devonte Adams, Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard, Jamal Williams, all, all healthy and making an impact on the game, which, you know, this, this is a team that's been critiqued for not picking up more weapons. And, and I would have loved if we had, but having all those four guys healthy and, and you, you saw what maybe the coaching staff saw of, of the amount of weapons that the Packers have, um, and, you know, Carson Wentz, he's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL this year. He's going up against the Smith brothers in Zedarius and Preston, who are kind of getting back to that 2019 form that they had for the Packers when they were getting sacks left and right. Particularly, Preston's had a slow year, uh, but but has looked better in the last couple games. So I think that, that weak offensive line and, and just the way Carson Wentz plays makes for a big day for the pass rush and the Packers roll 35-17 to 17 over the Eagles. Yeah, I mean – uh, yeah, I think I think it's a good opportunity for the Packers defense to show themselves a little bit because we all know they're not going to Aaron Rodgers is not going to let himself lose to Carson Wentz, so that's not the issue. It's just going to be like what you know, how can they win? You know, can they show that the defense can get the win for them, which I think is the big thing. And uh, I also think like, oh my goodness, I mean, what do we think about the Eagles? I mean, I know there's a lot of mismanaged NFL teams out there, but like, I just the whole thing about they're going to put in Jalen Hurts. And then they freaking put him in for like two plays Monday night. It was like, why even say that? Why put him in at all? I mean, I don't even know why they drafted Jalen Hurts. I just don't know what they're doing. And like, I, 
it, it quite that that move right there was enough for me to be like, is this like a Sam Darnold jet situation? You know, like is is the management just not good? Ooh. You know, like is this like less about Carson? Dude, they should go, they should go get Sam Darnold, not putting him in a position to be good. And and you know we've we've said oh injuries and we've said this and we've said that, but at some point Carson Wentz is playing like like he's scared for his life, and I don't know if that's all because he's not good at, at playing quarterback. And I you know I I question what that is, uh, but yeah, I think regardless of all of that, the Packers are the clear favorites. It's it's true. Like it, it's I mean because that Super Bowl winning year. Of course, Carson got injured, but like Carson was having a, a terrific year. Like I, he was having <clears throat> an MVP candidate type of year. And since that that injury and then that Super Bowl win, he's never looked quite as as good. And I, you know, I I think you're right. It's it is almost like a, a scared thing. Where sometimes he's scared to make the throws because he's afraid he's going to get intercepted. So then he hangs on to it for far too long. Uh, I, he he looks like a different player, and, and he's someone. I mean, the whole, this whole Eagles team certainly has been quite unlucky this year with injuries. But at the same time, like, and, he, and he's someone that's dealt with a lot of injuries, but like, he's not looked near the quarterback that we've seen him even be before. Um, and a guy like Doug Peterson, like, the quarterback position is that's his, supposed to be his bread and butter. So I, I it, strange days in, in Philly, I, I think certainly. I think even if they win the NFC East because they're going to win it with a losing record, I, somebody's gone next year. And I, I assume it's going to be more offensive coordinator because Doug Peterson's not that far removed from a Super Bowl and they still owe Carson Wins far too much money to move on from him yet. But uh, I, there, there's going to have to be some set changes in Philly because, like you said, even with all the injuries that they've dealt with and they, they have been, you know, dealt some tough hands this year, they've, they've looked sometimes all you need is the eye test and, and the eye test tells you this is not a team that is where, you know, it probably should be. Right. Exactly. And like the question remains, do the Eagles go into the draft? Cause they'll have a higher draft pick than the normal playoff team will have. Do they go into the draft and make like another dumb decision and draft another quarterback? Cause I can see them doing that. You know, I can see Kyle Trask falling to them and then drafting him and then it's like, why did you draft Jalen Hurts? Then that was such a dumb idea. You know, it's just all this stuff. I mean, I would, I would take a if there's a good quarterback for them to take. Like if Trey Lance is there, if if Zach Wilson's there, I would take them because I don't, I don't know what they see in Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts was a terrific NFL or NCAA quarterback, but he also played for Alabama and Oklahoma. Like the 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 job he was asked to do in college was really really easy. I mean, that's probably unfair of me, but it's true. Like the guy was surrounded by the best offensive players in in the world. And I think his skill set was so college where I, there's no part of me that thinks he's an NFL quarterback. So I think, I think you may have a point. I know you were saying they shouldn't, but I think you may have a point of you're going to have a high draft pick. There's some, some interesting quarterbacks in in this draft class that may, maybe you do take a, take a flyer on one and, I, I don't know if you're ever going to be able to trade Wentz because with with the performance he's done and the money, I, I don't know who's going to be like, yeah, we'll take him. But um, his contract's up in I think they I think they're one or one more year, so it, it might be a chance to say, all right, let's let's get a young guy and and sometimes even that you know will rattle your quarterback and say, okay, I need to step up and play better. Yeah, but he didn't, and they drafted Jalen Hurts. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like there's no way Carson Wentz gets back to form if they fucking draft another quarterback. Like, I just think that's just going to ruin him forever. 
Like, I just think he's I, cause I don't see the team being like, don't worry. You know, it might like, already be ruined. That's true. Uh, it's sad to watch. I hope he gets back for sure. I, I never like seeing that with a good quarterback. All right, let's go to the game of the week. At least for me, maybe for you too. It's the one I picked. And since, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought you made the great choice. Okay, perfect. It's Browns Titans. It's two, eight and three teams. Browns on a three-game winning streak. Titans coming off a statement victory over the Colts defense that, you know, we was so formidable. They crushed them. Uh, you know, Titans are favored by five and a half in this game, which for two, eight, and three teams seems like, you know, maybe it's a little bit much. Uh, but, I, you know, I think there is something to that, right? Like, <clears throat> the Browns have a three-game win streak, like I just said. That statement is true. But you look at the wins. A three-point win over the Texans. A five-point win over the Eagles. A two-point win over the Jaguars. You know, those wins aren't impressive. Those are wins they should have gotten. Those are wins that should have been more pronounced. I mean, fair, Deshaun Watson played well, but, like, not that well. The Eagles are not good. The Jaguars are even worse. You know, that win streak doesn't mean anything to me. So I think that's maybe what's going into this. Like, the Browns have yet to be really, like, you know, they've won, but, like, against who, right? Then they're not the Steelers that are undefeated, so they don't get that benefit of the doubt either. Um, Meanwhile... The Titans, you know, have they have that AFC South lead now over the Colts. They're one game ahead. They want to keep that third spot over the AFC East leaders as well in the in the playoff rankings because, you know, all hell's going to break loose when the playoffs come along. Um, yeah, I, 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 the Browns have been playing better. And, and with that run game with Nick Chubb, with Kareem Hunt, you know, and, and with Baker Mayfield seeming to be in like a comfortable position where he's not going to lose you the game, I, I like I definitely see why the Browns are 8-3 and, and I think they're a playoff team. But, you know, after last week, after what Derrick Henry did and after what A.J. Brown did and after what that defense did, I I can't pick against them. I absolutely can't. So I think the Titans win this one pretty easily. I'm going to say by 10. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's another massive test for the Browns that that asks asks the question again if they can make, you know, a playoff run. Like, I I think they've made the step now where they're a playoff team, but – Throughout the season, we, we haven't seen them be, be able to win a, a big game like this. You mentioned the Titans game last week. It, it was extremely impress, impressive. But before last week, they they were 2-2 two and two in their last four games, losing to the Bengals, barely beating Chicago and, and Baltimore. I can't believe I'm going to do it. But I'm, I'm going to put my trust in, in Nick Chubb, not Baker Mayfield, to lead Cleveland. Cleveland wins last second field goal, 31-30. to 30. Oh, boy. What is the what is 2020 come to? We're putting money on the Browns. My goodness, what is happening? Jarvis Landry looked Truly. good. Jarvis Landry looked good. Last yeah, he week. did. He finally started throwing to him. Like my goodness, like OBJ's not there. You got a star receiver still. Throw to him. See what happens. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great game, and I can't wait to see who who comes out of it. It's going to be a big test for both of them. Like the Titans need another big test. I feel like we're saying that for the Titans every freaking week that they need a big test. Um, but uh, it, it's definitely true with this one. All right, my extra question for you. It is week 13, which means fantasy is basically in their last week before playoffs. We're both in a couple leagues. I'll, I'll start it off. Uh, we're just going to run down what our fantasy prospects are, how we fared in the regular season. I fared pretty okay. I've got four leagues. Two of them I'm secure with the game left, so I don't need to really worry about them. In the other one, in our league, our league's freaking crazy. I, you guys should see our league. Our league makes no sense. There's... There's four, like four teams at at six, six and six, and 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 one team at seven and five. So really, there's like four teams that can all switch around by this next week. I just need a win to secure my spot. That's that's what it is. I just need a win to secure my spot. I got 
blasted by Tyreek Hill. It was unfortunate, but I still have, you know, I still have a good team. I still trust in them. And I just need to get a win against a team that's out of the playoff hunt anyway. So I, I'm confident I can. We'll see. In the other league I'm in, I'm seven and five, but it's a four-team playoff league out of ten. It's ridiculous. And I'm ahead on points, like from the next seven and five team, but that seven and five team, I'm playing them this week. So really it's winning and I'm in or losing I'm out. And I'm like, I'm in the playoffs already, basically. And so ugh, that's so annoying that it's a four-team league. I didn't even realize it until this morning. I literally was like, I'm in, I'm seven and five. And I was like, oh, it's four teams. Oh, that sucks. Okay. That's, that's unfortunate. Uh, but I am the fourth seed right now. So hopefully I keep that up. How are you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I'm, I'm, I missed out on the playoffs in, in the league that, that I missed, that it means most to me, unfortunately, the one I've been in the longest. So, so that was a tough one. But uh, I'm, I'm secure in the playoffs in our league. I, I could still get a first round bye, but I'll probably get the three seed, which is, is okay. I, I, I was projected to finish like six seed. So I, I've been happy with, with my season, especially with no George Kittle. I was kind of banking on him to be pre, pretty good. The, the, there's one league, the league I won last year, I currently sit at four and eight and I'm just outside the playoffs at, at the nine seed. And the guy ahead of me is five and seven. He's expected, he's projected to lose this week and I'm projected to win. But the, the, the tricky part comes, he currently leads me in points four by 22.34. So he would, you know, win the tiebreaker if we have the same record, but I'm projected to outscore him this week by 22.7 which would give me a 0.36 edge in points four to win the tiebreaker. So it's a bit of a long shot, but I didn't really think I'd have any chance at hell to, to make the playoffs this year because that team's just been – I've had so many injuries on that team. So I, I'm excited that I, I got a chance, and uh, I hope I can get it done. He's got a lot of people on by this week, so I might I might pull off the miracle, but I'll probably just overthink everything and, and shit the bed. Oh my goodness. Well, Matt, you better not shit the bed in our league. I need you to win. That's a, that's a team that you can win against. Get the one seed. Get the one seed. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my best. I promise you that. All right. And after, uh, uh, I've loved this episode. It was really great. Had a lot in it. Talked college basketball, caught, talked football, talked champions league. We did a lot of sprinting and now it's time to cool down, get those hammies stretched out, make sure there's no injuries going on. And the way that we always like to, Yes, the way like we always like to start the cool down is it's it's become a tradition and it's a historical fact of the day. I'm going to start us off. It was today in 1928 that Dapper Dan Hogan, a St. Paul, Minnesota saloon keeper and mob boss, was killed when somebody planted a car bomb under the floorboards of his new page coupe. It was he owned a saloon called the Green Lantern and he was known as one of the most formidable mob bosses in Minnesota because he was a great situation diffuser. So he basically was the guy hiring all the criminals, but he was also the guy who would keep all the criminals at bay. So he was working both sides, both the crime side and the law side. He was a pillar of the twin cities back in the twenties. Dapper Dan Hogan. What a, what a mob boss name. Uh, But today he met his unfortunate end to the hands of a car bomb. That is, that is an unfortunate end. Uh, I, uh, so my, my historical fact, I had, I had to make a, a small caveat. So th- this historical fact technically would happen on, on December 5th, but, um, as somebody who played Jay Gatsby and is a part of a show called two beers, please. Uh, it was kind of, a, it was one I had to choose in 1933 on December 5th, 
the 21st Amendment was passed, which uh, rectified the 19th Amendment, ending prohibition in the United States 13 years after it was enacted. And thank all the gods for that. Yeah, thank all the gods. This podcast wouldn't exist otherwise. It would just be us talking, unimpeded by booze. (laughs) What would that be like? Yeah, I like, what the hell? What the hell would happen? Like, there's a glass of water? No, it's... Man, who yeah. can you imagine? My favorite thing about Prohibition too is like, because I read about it and they're like, yeah, everyone was still drinking. Like it, it was still like socially acceptable. And I'm pretty sure if you owned the booze before Prohibition, you were allowed to drink. Like there were so many rules that it was like, this is the most half-assed rule in the world because everyone still wants to drink. Right. I, I, but it also, it also gave us a lot of cocktails because the booze was so crappy and being made in like backwater places that like people didn't want to drink it straight anymore so it 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 brought us a nice rise of cocktails so we we wouldn't have as many cocktails as we have now without prohibition so i I guess we got to thank it for that yeah thank you for a lot of things alcohol our hearts and souls forever go out to you all right here's the seasonal kind of little question for you matthew it's the season of peppermint follows the season of of the pumpkin spice. We talked about pumpkin spice. Now we're talking peppermint. What do you think about peppermint? Something you like or nah? Yes, for sure. I, I'm a big fan of, of the peppermint flavor season. It, it doesn't get the love it deserves, but it. I guess it's because like I feel like peppermint's probably been a part of Christmas forever, where like pumpkin pumpkin spice at least is, has made a new uh, a more uh, like a new revelation to the to the Halloween season or fall season. I guess I don't, I don't even know what you would consider it but yeah i love peppermint i think it's it's a good accent with coffee with dessert and my my favorite peppermint thing and like christmas thing is drumsticks has like christmas flavors with peppermint and like one's peppermint ice cream one's chocolate peppermint and then there's one that's like peppermint fudge which i i have no idea what the difference is between the peppermint fudge and chocolate peppermint but they're so bomb they're they're like delicious so yeah i'm a big i I like peppermint season what about you Ugh, no I'm not a peppermint fan. Not a peppermint I, guy. No, and I think here's what I'll say. I've recently started like peppermint coffee drinks because I love coffee, and so I and that I like. That I really do like, dude. I love those in a hot beverage. Peppermint really complements things well, but I think I like it because of the compliment, not because I like peppermint on its own. I've never liked peppermint, and my my family never like was like here's peppermint, so I never grew up with it either. So I think it's something that is also. You know, it's kind of one of those things. Like, if you didn't grow up with it, why would why the hell would you like it? Um, I don't really know if I grew. I, it's. I feel like it's not really something you grow up with, though. At least I didn't grow up with. I mean, we weren't like, hey, let's get this peppermint stuff. Like, I don't like peppermint candies. Okay, that's fair. Nah. Yeah. I also want everyone to know. I think it's fair to say this. Uh, me and Matt have been trying to get just this last little segment of the podcast recorded. And every time Matt says I like peppermint, it cuts out. It's done. <laughs> the internet's like, shut up, dude. Shut up, dude. All right. Well, peppermint, yay for Matt, nay for me. And here we are. The seat's hot, and and and. Uh, but you know, Matt's head's cool. He's ready for it. It's the quick fire questions. And I'll give this a caveat. It's not that you can't answer these questions. Like, oh, I could never answer that. It's more like I want you. I'm challenging you to give me a yes or a no. Not what if this happens. Not what if this. Like I fucking do. Um, I want. I, yeah, I was gonna say I never give caveats. That's you. Are you talking to yourself here or me? Yeah, because uh, I follow the quick fire rule. Okay. So <laughs> first question: Iowa three and zero. Wisconsin going down to Marquette. That is live news. 
Il, the Illini, the fighting Illini going down to Baylor. The, Ili- the Illini. Oh, whatever. It's Illinois. I don't care. Uh, it's the fighting well, Illini. We got to say it right. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, the fighting Illini already going down. So their Big Ten competition kind of gets dwindled down. Will Iowa go undefeated this season? No, they won't. There you go. <laughs> In the college basketball season, it's just too tough to go undefeated. I think I think they're Big Ten favorites for sure, but undefeated, no. There you go. All right. Ohio State. They 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 had, you know, some promise. They had they had some promise and and now their season in college football has really been decimated. They currently sit in the four seed still, just based on basically good faith uh in them above Texas AM, above Florida. Will OSU stay in the college playoffs? For sure. The college football playoff wants Ohio State there so badly that if Ohio State doesn't play another game, I think they're still in. I don't care what anyone says. Like they need Ohio State there. The Big Ten needs Ohio State there. That's the only reason the Big Ten's playing football this year. So, yeah, college, Ohio State is going to the college football playoff. I don't care what happens. Even if they lose? I mean, I guess if they lose out, maybe. But they're not going to. Who's going to beat fair. them? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Michigan fair. State? Right. Hey. <laughs> they got the win against Michigan. They got the win against Michigan. Um, no, but yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair. They really do want Ohio state in there. So I, I agree. Port, it's really unfortunate for Texas AM and Florida for sure, but, uh, it's the way that it goes. All right. The Lakers in the off season, they give Anthony Davis his money. They give LeBron James his money. And is that where they stop? Nope. They get the whole house. They get the sixth man of the year. They get the runner up sixth man of the year. I mean, they got literally everybody they could have gotten to make any position stronger. I don't know if Kyle Kuzma stays, probably not. But regardless, their team is somehow so much better than their team was in their championship season when they were already the best team by a long shot. Do they repeat? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I don't think I've ever seen a a defending champion get so much better. Like, it's insane. Like they And that, like, supporting cast they had, we were like, yeah, they're, they're going to work with LeBron and AD. And then they're like, yeah, but they're not that good. And they improved throughout. I, I think the only team that can beat them is the Nets. There you go. That's I love that. And also, I think a lot of people are giving Montrez Harrell some love. Well, rightfully so. But being a Germany basketball fan and him being German and him playing so, so well for the Thunder, uh, Dennis Schroeder, he's going to be the engine of that of that team behind LeBron. I really do think so. So I, I love him, the addition of him. I think it's, it's great. He's going to get some good love in Lakers land. All right. Quick fire questions are done. Matt answered them flawlessly as per usual. I'll Survived. Follow- I'll flounder again next week. Uh, so that is our what we do. That's what we do, baby. That's what we do, baby. That's that's what we do. And uh, it's been great talking to you guys. A lot of fun action coming along. Week 13 will probably will be over by the time we talk next time. Lots of playoff implications for that. And what happens in the rest of the sports world, we shall find out. But for now, be safe. Wear a mask. Coronavirus going up around the, about around the country. It's as bad as it was at the peak. So please, for God's sakes, in the holiday season, be smart, wherever that means for you. Um, and I'll say <clears throat> I'll say something else, a little quote I have from Cristiano Ronaldo to end us out before Matt gives us his little signature. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo once said, you know, you shouldn't get sad, bad, uh, mad when someone rejects you because people often reject expensive things and go for cheaper ones. Cheers, y'all. <laughs>